And now, on with the show. Welcome, take everybody. Oh, oh, god damn it. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> you guys ruin everything. I want you to know that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Weekend Watch. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about shows. We're going to tell you which of those movies and shows are good. We're going to tell you which of those movies and shows are poop. Poop. Poop, you say. There's, there's poop so in this show. There's poop in every show. All the shows we do is poop. Even poop. when you think there's not poop. We've put poop in there. Give it a it's second. Just like, like subliminal messaging. It's hidden poop. Three guys, one poop. Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little on the nose. <laughs> poop is how we got our network name. <laughs> anyway, yet again, we are nailing these intros, you guys. Every time, every every show. You don't get better than this. This is peak podcasting at its best. No poop from now on. No poop. No poop. Holy you, just can't, poop. you just can't put a <sighs> All right, fine. There's going to be ban in place. All right. A pooper random. We'll have some poop. This is a free country. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, we're here. What do we do on this show again? <laughs> we watch shows. We, we watch, watch shoes. We tell we, people what to watch. Some things are poop and some are good. And we're going to tell you which ones are which. That's what we do here on Weekend Watch. Excellent. So. Why don't we just get started? Because I'm I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> We've got some movies. I'm going to tell you about one right now. The first movie I'm going to tell you guys to watch is a film that just came out. It is available on Prime Video. It is called Vivarium. This is a very strange, really fucking weird, surreal horror movie. Uh, it stars Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. Give you guys a second to laugh at her last name because it's uh, yeah i laughed pretty hard her name is i I, I couldn't i we needed to put that one right out there i laughed far too long uh, probably an embarrassingly long time at her name yeah and i can't blame you because i'm still laughing about it and i watched this movie last week yeah and it popped <laughs> up in like what giant red bold letters Poots. Poots. <laughs> so if you get past the title card with her name in big bold letters where it says poots, you just keep watching because eventually you're going to see a movie. And this movie is about Tom and Gemma who are looking for the perfect home. When a strange real estate agent takes them to yonder, a mysterious suburban neighborhood of identical houses, Tom and Gemma can't leave quick enough. But when they try to exit the labyrinth like housing development, each road takes them back to where they started. Soon they realize their search for a dream house has plunged them into a terrifying nightmare in this taut thriller filled with white knuckle suspense. This movie is fucking crazy. It was, I, I remember seeing the trailer for it posted on Reddit, like maybe six, eight months ago, something like that. And I watched it and got super excited because it's a, it's a very unique um, concept, you know, something you don't see a lot. It's not a very, you know, well-worn trope. Um, so I was really excited for that. Big Jesse Eisenberg fan. He's always, you know, a good actor in whatever he does. Um, it's it felt really Lovecraftian to me to call back to our first episode. Um, it's a very like I said, it's very surreal, uh, very strange, just super strange. Keith, you watched it, right? I did, and what a fucking ride, man! It was just like you said, it was strange but captivating the whole time. I had actually never heard of this. I, I 
I didn't even know this was a thing until you you recommended it. So when you said it was it was a bit Lovecrafty, and it, it got me thinking because I I saw I saw the title, I saw the the picture of of Jesse Eisenberg and and Emojin Poots, and um, <laughs> and uh, I, I I didn't understand why you would give it that Lovecraftian uh, feel, why why you would bring that up, and then I watched it and it was like, holy fuck, you are. 100% correct. This was this was a wild ass movie. It was bizarre. It was well acted. It was well written. It, I I was glued to my screen. It was it was just intense. Yeah. I think the intense is a really good word for it. Um the the kid in the movie creepy. Incredible creepy. settling film. Uh like I said, I I really don't like giving too much away on the show talking about it, but would you call it a twist? The ending—it's kind of a twist. I would say uh, not—not not that I was like super surprised, right? But, but it, I didn't see it coming, right? It—it it, it was very fitting, but it, it, yes, it, it was a twist, and and it was done very well. Uh, back on the kid, one of the creepiest things that they did with him were the voices. His voices, oh, like mimicking them. It, it was fucking crazy. I I. I I don't know how they did that effect, but it was it was very well done, and it, it creeped me out. Like this wasn't like a boo ah like jump scare type of film, but it was make your skin crawl type of creepy. Right, and that's why I feel like it's really Lovecraftian in in yeah. tone because it's not like I said, it's not a it's not a slasher, it's not a you know it's not very supernatural supernatural, but it's more sci fi. It's 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 an unsettling, creepy film that leaves you thinking about it for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I've read a lot of some criticism of it. That, that's the other thing is, is critics gave it a 73% and audience score is only 37%. Wow. Yeah, I saw that was I, pretty, there's a big disparity there. Yeah. And I don't so, know if I agree with uh, Yeah, I don't either. So I, I've been reading some, some criticism of it from, from people who've watched it, just not, not critics, but just, you know, people on Reddit. And a lot of people are criticizing it as this, like this allegory, this metaphor of, you know, the suburbs are bad kind of a thing. Like, Oh, this boring suburban life is so terrible. And I don't know. I feel like that's way too reductionist for what it's actually doing. And I really think it is just a, just a flat out. This is a, um, Lovecraftian. It's, um, a twilight zone kind of a, of a film. It's not meant to be, you know, super read into it. They're not trying to make a giant point about, you know, suburban life or, or, or anything like that. It's just, this is a creepy movie. Yeah. The Lovecraft gods have no reason to fuck with you. I, they just fuck. They with just you. do. Yeah. I didn't yeah, feel they like don't need it to... had a purpose or a message. Uh, I, like you said, it, it, it was, it was just a film about these people going in and living in this place. And it was it, that, it was there. I didn't read into it at all. I was just entranced by it. it. It captivated me. Yeah, same. So I would definitely recommend watching it because I'm still thinking about it a week later. Uh, I could talk about this movie for a while, but like I said, I don't want to give too much away because it is quite quite a ride if you don't know what you're going into. Well, and as far as horror goes, I think I should say this is, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of people. I'm I'm not one that goes out of my way to see a horror film. This is a different feel to it. This is a film that I could watch again and again. I, I and I 
probably will like next I, i'll it'll, it will be one that i revisit because it is it's a good movie to watch and it as it gives you chills it's it's not that like just terrifying movie don't don't look at the horror title as as something off-putting because i don't think it was i think it was just one of those slight aspects of this piece yeah agreed um if you're worried about jump scares if you're worried about you know gore or anything like that that's not that kind of horror movie it is just a deeply unnerving creepy film yeah i agree cool uh let's roll on david you're up yeah spencer my first recommendation this week um batman mask of the phantasm is on netflix uh if you are a fan of batman the animated series and you haven't seen batman mask of the phantasm get on that shit it is uh so okay <laughs> uh the story describes the origins of batman as it follows the dark knight's attempts to capture the elusive deadly phantasm who kills a crime lord and makes it look as if batman did it causing a media smear campaign against the creped crusader creped um crepe the creped crusader um he has many varieties of crepes that he dishes out i like um, this movie it it's <laughs> the whole Batman the animated series has been has generated so much canon for Batman it is it is such a perfect introduction to the world of Batman I I can't think of anything better don't the Nolan movies I mean the the 1960s 70s Batman that I mean none of it can hold a candle to Batman the animated series and this is just a full length anim uh a full-length episode, a uh, movie of this fantastic show. I thought it was is a really great show. If you're at all a Batman fan, this is definitely one to watch. If if you haven't seen it, it's it is a cartoon. It is animated, but I think people weigh too much on that as as being childish. And I don't feel like the Batman really gets too childish. You know, especially with Math Mask of Phantasm. I I think this one is yeah. if if it weren't an animation, it would be one of the more revered Batman films because it is well-written, it is well-scored. There's so many things about this film that are actually really fucking good, and I think people are off-put by some of the animation. Don't be. If you're a Batman fan or a DC fan, you should watch this movie. It is really fucking good. It is. Yeah, it's a fantastic one. Uh, the animated series itself was great, and I yeah. still think, I know we talked about this a little last week, but... Uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker is just he's, top notch. He's yeah, he's one of the Jokers. You've got Jack Nicholson, uh, you've got Heath Ledger, and you've got Mark Hamill. The, <laughs> he that he has the Joker laugh. <clears throat> um, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are. I mean, Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman. Seriously, that he. I'm really happy that they got him to play the the voice of Batman in the, all the Arkham games because, like I said, it's just iconic. One thing that he does better than any other Batman has done is a Bruce Wayne, a Bruce Wayne voice and a Batman mm -hmm. voice that have their some. Yes, he's the same person, but you can tell when Batman's talking, and you can tell when Bruce Wayne's talking, and you're not fucking annoyed by it the entire time. Yeah, Christian Bale, I think, was a great Batman, but. Once he got to the Dark Knight, that Batman voice got way out of control. I think Batman Begins was a little toned down, but he really leaned into that Batman voice. And by the third movie, it was just annoying. 
Whereas yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And in this animated series, he's got the Bruce Wayne voice and he's got the Batman voice and you, you can tell them apart, but it's not, it's not rage inducing. It's not like, Oh my God, I know you're just some dude like trying to make your voice super deep and, and gritty. <laughs> also, I just well, want to say I'm a little bummed out that you left off Cesar Romero off of your Joker list. Well, he's down towards the bottom. What Jared Leto is it good enough for you, dude? <laughs> the fuck Jared Leto <laughs> is a better Joker than Caesar Romero. Oh, you are oh, wow! <laughs> this thing I've ever heard cool. anyone say. That wow! If he would have, if he would have shaved his mustache, he could have gotten bumped up. It's bold. <laughs> that is a bold statement. <laughs> as somebody who, as somebody who refuses to shave their beard, come on, bro. You don't get to throw shade on Batman. Commit to your craft. <laughs> so what do you, you got a problem with Adam West too? Did he did he not shave for the part? No, he was he was perfectly shaved for the part. I'm I'm sure whatever grooming they they asked of him was done. They didn't need to white face paint over any body hair. You you try telling Cesar Romero to shave something. See what happens. <laughs> I'm not going to even do that. still alive. No, he died like 16 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. No, sorry, 26 years ago. Holy shit. Jesus. Okay. God. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yes. Everyone should watch Batman mask of the phantasm because it's a very good movie. It is Great not film. no poop in this movie. I don't think there were anybody pooped in there. I didn't see one person like in the bathroom. No poop. You know what? It's, it's inside them. Poop is ever present. Even in cartoons. Is there really poop? Did they animate? poop inside of those cartoons before they animated the suits over them they they kind of draw a base of like uh musculature and, and skeleton structure and the poop is in there uh, right. and then they draw <laughs> over I'm taking it. your word for it i don't know the creative process of animation, animation all works. animation cells start with the poop <laughs> <laughs> moving right, on I'm, I'm gonna get on to my recommendation now Please uh, do. my first one uh I, I, I need to bring Disney Plus into the mix. This is part of all of our streaming stuff. And I, I got to say, it's really hard to do so because Disney puts out hits. I can't sit here and recommend Star Wars to you. Everybody knows if, if you want to watch Star Wars, you're going to watch Star Wars. I'm not going to say go watch Moana because if you haven't seen Moana, you're you're fucking missing out. Everybody loves Moana. So it, Moana's it's amazing. really taken me some time to to find something on there that when I bring up a movie people haven't seen it. And one of those is Onward. And I know a lot of people have seen it, but there's been several people that I've talked to that I know like animated movies that just kind of blew over this one. And I don't really know why. And I've got to recommend it because I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's got an all-star cast. You got, uh, you got Chris Pratt. You got Tom Holland. They do a great job together. I, uh, you got Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, uh, they... They got some great people in here. They put together an amazing story of these two teenage elf brothers living in this suburban. It's it's a fantasy world where fantasy's kind of gone away, you know. Pain, yeah, yeah, and it's they're they're recapturing the fantasy, the magic of of what this world has to offer in this brother adventure, and it's just so fun. Uh, the two characters, the two main characters, just. Uh, work so well together they they're going on this this grand quest in in the older brother's fucking beat up van it it's almost like you take orange county 
and turn it into a Disney animated movie. And it's, it's just fun. They did a great fucking job with it. And I, I loved it. This, this one is certified fresh. Both of mine, my recs today are certified fresh, 88% critic review, 95% audience review. And it deserves every bit of that. Uh, if, if you haven't seen onward, go take a look. You guys have both seen this. I'm sure. Yeah. This, yeah, this I've was one it. that yeah. we were going to go see because this movie came out in what, February, March. Yeah. yeah. Like it came out and we were planning on going to see it and we were like, oh, you know, we're not, we're feeling pretty tired. We'll, we'll save it for next weekend. And then COVID hit and everything shut down. Rona. We got Rona. The Rona. Rona everywhere and no more <laughs> movies. So we had to wait for it to show up on the prime video early access, like the cinema theater movies direct to streaming and the day it came out on that i dropped the 20 bucks and we watched it and we watched it again and we've probably watched it three or four times total because i love every second of this movie it is great it, it's great uh you could stick chris pratt and damn near anything right now and i'll probably watch it and love it i love the guy he's probably one of the funniest people on screen ever since parks and rec i've just been super in love with his style the way he he acts and and what he brings to the screen. You pair him up with some of these other people. Tom Holland, you know, he's done some amazing stuff up and coming in Hollywood. And it's just it's just jam-packed with good shit. Yeah, the the fantasy tropes, like the the D D references, the the you know, going on the quest and having to find the manticore and and you know, it was very heartwarming too. It's still a family, you know, oriented movie. Yeah. They're trying to to be able to see their their dad who passed on again, you know, for one day. Like they're that's the magic that they're trying to capture. Yeah, and, and the, I, I like that Disney's taking these nuclear Yeah. They're taking these nuclear families and just kind of mixing it up a bit. You know, this is this is a a different kind of family. This is a different kind of of character build that they've done and I, I love that disney's doing that more and more yeah it's a very it's a very human story in this in this mystical creature world and you've watched this as well right david you you enjoyed it i really did it it's i mean it, the color palette is really very it, it looks fantastic um you know and it's heartwarming cast is fantastic it's a good recommend it's a nice wholesome movie. yeah whether you're sitting there with your kids or or you're like me, you're, I, I sat here with my wife. I'm, I'm a 32 year old man and I sat here with my wife and we just watched it alone and we fucking loved it. I think we watched it a couple of times. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love the metal references, you know, like yeah. wearing the fucking, the battle vest with all these like metal band names, but they're all, you know, fantasy themed and the van he's in like, the that's van, the, yeah, yeah. His steed. It's just, it's just too good, and and I can't recommend it enough. And I, it, it's on Disney Plus. It's it's one of those things on Disney Plus that I don't think enough people have seen. So uh, I think you guys should go watch it. Definitely, high recommend. This movie is a can't miss, and it's Pixar. Pixar has yet to fail me. Yeah, it's it's good shit. I mean, Cars Two wasn't great, but whatever. I mean, yeah, it's still watchable though. You know. Yeah, Cars Three was actually really good. Was it? I I skipped it. You should watch it. We, it was actually really, really good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, because I, I like Cars. It, for being a bland movie, like it was actually a good movie. Yeah. Um, the Good Dinosaur was probably my least favorite, but even that is rewatchable. Yeah. Anyway, next movie. Uh, I think that's me again. Uh, I am recommending a Netflix original, uh, The Package. 
this is a uh, really juvenile, really um, offensive toilet humor movie. It was made by the guys who made Workaholics. They had like a like a three movie deal with Netflix, and this was one of the ones that came out of that deal. Um, it is about four teenagers who go on a spring break camping trip, and while they're camping, there's a, a the description refers to it as an unfortunate accident sets off a race against time to save their friend's most prized possession. Uh, essentially, they get drunk, and, yes. and, and one of the kids cuts his dick off on accident, and they have to spend the entire movie <laughs> trying to. One, get him to a hospital. And two, after they realize that after he's been airlifted out, they forgot to send the dick with him. So they have to spend the whole movie getting off the mountain, trying to get his dick to him in the hospital so that it can be reattached. It is a really stupid premise and it is a fucking hilarious movie. God, this movie is so dumb and it is so dumb in all the right ways. Just like the workaholics guys know how to deliver. They just do this so well. They've captured that stupid toilet humor and made it incredibly watchable in, in a full-length story. Uh, what was the other one that they did? Game Over Man? Game Over Man, yeah. That's about a stupid fucking movie, too. And yet I was glued to the screen. It was fucking hilarious. And this is right up that same alley where it is just scene after scene of raunchy, ridiculous shit happening. None of these characters are very bright. None of them are too stupid. They're all that perfect level of dumb to get into the stupidest, shittiest situations. And it is perfect. It is hilarious. I I did not even know what I was getting into. And there were certain scenes where like, my jaw just dropped and I couldn't help but just sit here and laugh to myself. For I had to go back several times, like a couple of minutes, to see what I missed because I was just completely caught up in laughing. It was, it was that ridiculously funny. Yeah. And it's just, Oh my God. Like some of the reviews are pretty bad. Like people, a lot of people did not like this movie, but I can see why. And it's definitely not a movie for everybody. They they took a dick joke and turned it into an entire movie. And I am there for it the whole time. It's great. Everything that could go wrong goes wrong. And and it's it's such the way that you would not expect to, like usually when things are going wrong, it's like, okay, now this is going to happen. Now this is going to happen. You have no idea what's going to happen next in this movie. You have no idea what's going to come flying out of left field. They just fucking nail you with ridiculous situation after ridiculous situation. Yeah. I loved it. Did you watch this, David? I have not seen it, but uh, it, you got to watch it. I think I'm going to need to check I, it I out. I think you should. I don't know. It, it reminded me. Uh, it was almost nostalgic in a way, not because this movie was something I had seen before or anything like that, but watching these raunchy high school, college comedies, you know, it holds a special place in my heart watching Euro trip and, and road trip and shit like that. It takes, we grew up with those movies, right? Like, and the last one that was truly like seminal was, I feel like it was super bad. Yeah. I feel like that was the end of an era. And this harkens back to that era of, of raunchy, toilet humor movies but does it it in a way that's still like that's accessible for you know 2018 is when it came out like i I think it steps it up a notch too it takes it takes those movies that we knew and love and grew up with and just puts them on a whole different level these these workaholic guys they they know how to push the limits of dick jokes like let me tell you what right yeah and i feel like i don't know like 
like I said, it's it's a different climate today in 2020 than it was in you know 2001 or 1999 when American Pie came out, right? Like comedy is is different now. Yes, and I feel like this movie was really expert in capturing that that feel, but doing it in a way that you know you're not offending anyone. Yeah, I agree. So definitely watch that. It's fucking hilarious. If you're a fan of those old, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, you know, high school, college toilet movies, dick and fart jokes. This is one to watch. Yeah. You're looking for the next raunchy comedy that, that you're craving. This is, this is one that's got to be on that list for sure. So, um, definite watch from me. Uh, we're going to move on David. Um, my second rec this week, um, I'm going to say, uh, another Netflix original love death and robots. Um, this is actually an anthology series. Um, I, how many episodes are there? Eight or eight? 18 episodes. Um, they're going to be, they, they kind of range from like seven, eight minutes up to just under 20. Not, not, no one episode is terribly long. Um, but each one, uh, sort of showcases a different animation style. Um, while telling these very uh, sort of uh, psychological thrilly, psychologically thrilling uh, very stories, opian too. Uh, yeah, a couple of them are, are kind of shitty. <laughs> um, um, I'm not going to read all of them, but I'll, I'll shout out a couple of my favorites. Uh, three robots. Uh, long after the fall of humanity, three robots. K VCR Xbot 4000 and a triangular bot wander through a post-apocalyptic city trying to understand how humans lived based on their limited knowledge of them and the things they left behind. Um, when the Yogurt Took Over is another one of my favorite episodes. A group of scientists mutate yogurt by fermenting bacteria. Although initial tests fail, a researcher takes the mutated bacteria home for her homemade yogurt where it becomes sentient. The yogurt asks to meet U.S. leaders to whom it claims to have solutions for the country's problems uh essentially this yogurt just takes over the world um <laughs> i haven't actually watched <laughs> you know like, listening to you describe it, it sounds kind of like new age ray bradbury brought to animation like it's it's like illustrated man just put into animation of these these original stories yeah they're very well in like, sci-fi like i said dystopian it's it's fun yeah and some of them are pretty tropey. Uh, you know, there's a, an episode with uh, Topher Grace um, where they uh, discover a whole civilization in their freezer, just like that episode of The Simpsons, just like that episode of South Park, just like that episode of The Twilight Zone. Futurama. You know, going like, back. Yeah. Trope on top of trope. And, but, and, you know, I feel like... Sometimes those they tropes did, are just too good to get away from. Yeah. They're, they're tropes for a reason sometimes. And, and I think that Topher Grace and... Um, I don't know who directed that episode, but I, they did a good enough job that I was very entertained. I think they did a, a nice take on that trope. You've, it might not have been groundbreaking, but it was good. Um, and, you know, there, there are some of these stories that are funny, like sentient yogurt takes over the world. And there are some that are a little harrowing, um, but it, it really showcases what I think Netflix is doing a good job of. And that's... Um, you know, really outside of the box, uh, psychological animation. And I'm, I'm pretty here for that. Yeah. What yeah. was the one that mystic recommended oh. as well? Um, Midnight gospel. Yeah. Midnight gospel. 
Yeah. So the, yeah, Netflix is doing a lot of this stuff with with their animation teams is is putting together some really different stuff, and I think it's working well, for. You got you got Black Mirror and BoJack. Like it's this. A lot of that shit is like pretty harrowing. Leaves you kind of feeling what the fucky, you know? Yeah, um, I was a big fan of of Sunny's Edge. Uh, the I think it was the first episode. Yeah. Um, about like the these battle beasts that people transfer their consciousnesses into, and like an underground kind of fight club. Um, yeah, it's a really good episode. That sounds awesome. Uh, so definite watch. I I really enjoyed the series. Yeah, I'm going to pick it up and start watching this one very soon. Hey, David, do you have anything else you want to tell us about yes. Love, Death and Robots? Watch it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. I got, a, I got another Netflix original. Uh, this one is, is probably one that a lot of people have already watched, and it, it's one of the big movies. It's called The Old Guard. If you haven't watched it yet, you really got to watch it. I'm... I'm I feel like the past couple of weeks I've brought up a couple of these like big hits, the Palm Springs and the old guard and stuff like that. And I feel like I kind of have to sometimes because you never know when this big budget Netflix original is going to be a hit or miss. You know, Spencer a, a handful of weeks back had six underground as his as must avoid. So I got to I got to put these up there as a must watch because the old guard is one of those films that I think it, it can touch on, on something for everybody. I watched it with my wife and this is not usually her style of movie and she fucking loved it. Charlize Theron is just genius in everything she fucking does. I loved her in this movie. Probably one of the, my favorite roles I've seen her in and I'm super excited because I'm pretty sure they're just going to franchise the shit out of this and I I I can't wait for more. Yeah, As God, I hope so. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 she's already said she and the whole crew are ready to go whenever Netflix gives the word. They're they're ready to go, and that just makes me so excited that they're excited to continue the story as well. As an 81% certified fresh critic review and only a 71% audience review, which I don't think does it justice, but you know, sometimes the audience is is gonna do that. This this is a, a great film. Um, it is a comic book movie, but it doesn't have that same it's not Iron Man. It's not Batman. It, it, it's not that type of movie. It's this this warrior named Andy, played by Charlize Theron. Uh, she's she's with a group of mercenaries that all have these mysterious. They all have the same mysterious ability to not die. They they just don't die. So they are this ragtag small army that can infiltrate and do literally anything over the course of millennia, you know, and they, they just fight for the, the good of the people. And it, it's a great film and I, I can't recommend it enough. I think this is one of Netflix big films that's just going to keep on giving. And I think everybody should, should give it a watch. Yeah, I really liked the the action style. It was much closer to the you know the extraction, the the John Wick style of action right. than it was to the Michael Bay Six Underground have a cut every half second kind of action. So it's it was really good. You know, it was really fun watching um, the sci-fi twist. You know, the the standard action movie with this fantasy sci-fi trope twisted in was was pretty genius. 
Uh, it just worked. Yeah, every bit of it just kind of was nailed. They did a great job with it. I I haven't seen this Kiki Lane. She played Niall Freeman in the movie. She was like the the new guardian or yeah. new new to the the old guard. She was great, amazing fighter, amazing choreography. Uh, you put Charlize Theron up in these these fight scenes, like you said, the the kind of long shot fight scenes, and she is just amazing to watch. My God, she was just so enjoyable to watch kicking ass this entire movie. She's incredible. I I can't say enough about her in this particular film, but all of her supporting actors were fucking amazing too. It was just a, a full-blown win. Did you watch this one, David? You should definitely watch it. One, yeah. It is it is definitely one that you would you would really dig on, I think. Yeah, this is a huge recommend. Um like you said, it's going to be a big budget tentpole Netflix like a you know, it's going to be one of their tentpole franchises, I hope. I really hope they just keep it going and they don't they don't wash it out. They don't take it and try and do something more with it. They just need to stick to their guns, stick to the story, similar writing, similar action. And I, I think they've got something big here as long as they don't try to to do too too weird a shit with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have you guys read the I comic haven't, books? No. Yeah, me either. Any so I have no idea how they line up with the comics or anything like that. It's it's kind of an unknown comic to me. I um, after watching the movie though, it is something that I think I would like to get into. Almost kind of like the boys in a way, where it is it has a little more of a realistic feel, even though their abilities and stuff are are high fantasy. It still yeah has a very realistic feel to it. The world feels very real. Yeah, it was that. Um... Like I said, that sci-fi trope grounded in reality was was a really good mix. Yeah. So yeah, definite watch. All right. Um, anything else we want to say about the old guard? Nah, I think that's it. I, I think that's all we can say about it. Definitely something to check out. Cool. Well, uh, I think we've come to that point in the show where we are going to give you guys a recommendation of... I always call it a recommendation. I'm not recommending it. I don't want you to watch this poop. Poop. What's what's an anti recommendation? We're gonna just—it's a, a poop. This, this movie gets five poops. This one got five full blown poops. This is a show actually, and uh, again, going back to Disney Plus, I needed to find something bad on Disney Plus that wasn't fucking Hannah Montana or Jesse or some bullshit that you already know you don't want to watch. Disney Plus has speak for yourself. I love Hannah Montana. Yeah, don't disrespect Billy Ray like that. <laughs> uh disney plus is is one of those streaming services that it, it it can be kind of tough to find something bad on there but there there are those very very bad ones that that come glimmering through and especially when when you're looking at the marvel cinematic universe you've got a ton of great stuff to go through you got a great a great catalog of content and they came out in what was it 2017 with the inhumans uh, it was originally supposed to be a movie that was then made into an abc show that got shit on so hard that they had to cancel it because it is that bad it has an 11% critic review a 45% audience review it is just so i i made it two episodes in i really wanted to watch all eight episodes that they put out to give you a a really good 
idea of how bad this was, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't make it. I barely made it through the second episode. I was looking for a reason to get up and leave my computer because it was that bad. I just could not look at it anymore. Yeah, I was. This was one they announced in 2014 was going to be a phase three film, right? Yes. Like I remember watching that, uh, that I think it was D23 where they did the announcement and had like the timeline up there and there was Inhumans and everyone was losing their shit about it. And then everything started changing and movies were getting moved and Inhumans just got cut completely. And I was hoping that they were going to move it to phase four or something and it just never showed up. And then they announced the show and then they announced it was going to be on ABC. And I just don't think ABC is a good place to be doing superhero Marvel stuff. Granted, I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I can't really speak to that, but... I think this was actually introduced. Some of these characters were introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before this actually became a show. They okay. tried to pull that whole card on it, like wrapping it in. I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. either. It just... I liked it for a minute. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it got the ABC feel to it, and it, it's yeah, got it's... the happiness and stuff. And, you know, this... The Inhumans has the writing, the acting, and the campiness to rival some of the worst CW shows out there. So just so you know, going into this, it, it just, they just did it so wrong. And I, I can't tell you that there was anything good about this story. You know, And I like The Inhumans. I think it's a cool story. It's one of the more unique Marvel stories, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and it it could have been done so well. And there's even talks now that they're going to kind of revamp this and, and give it a, another go. Hopefully now that they have Disney plus, they can give it a good old fashioned go on there rather than sticking it on something like ABC and being overly campy and really network driven like that. But don't expect it anytime soon. Looking into the future of, of phase five and stuff, there's no mention of it. And it's filled up real quick. Phase six is we we've got multiple years worth of shows and movies coming up and Inhumans is not a part of any of that. So if you want to see good Inhumans, don't watch this and don't get your hopes up for anything coming in the future. Yeah, we're going to have to see what comes up. I could see them. I've heard that the rumor was that it's going to be direct to Disney plus like uh, like they're doing the Loki show and um WandaVision and stuff Falcon like that. Winter Soldier, which I'm super excited for because those are big budget Disney things that they're uh, that would be Disney, the way to do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Disney Plus is a great platform for that type of thing to be on. ABC was a really bad platform for this to be on, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, David, did you watch Inhumans at all? No. Yeah. Me yeah. Either. And I got to say, especially to you, don't because I know you were one back Such in the day. I'm really excited. Guy. Yeah. You, you were excited for that Inhumans announcement for for Phase Four, and this does not deliver. Don't don't watch it. Um, I, I that was a hard avoid for me. I I heard all the just shit talking about it, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna bother. Yeah, it's a pretty big bummer that they canceled the Marvel Television wing of Netflix. Like, I thought they were doing pretty well with that. I know they didn't get super big tie-ins or anything, but it's basically just being like erased at this point. Like, oh, we're going to pretend none of that was ever part of the MCU, even though it was. Yeah, which was a big bummer. You know, Iron Fist was kind of a flop, but first season of Daredevil was some of the best Netflix I have seen. That was yeah. so good. Jessica Jones was really, really good. Yeah, Punisher was Jones. great. 
They were all yeah. good. Uh, was Luke Cage great. too. Uh, Luke Cage was fantastic. Yeah, really. Until I mean, until it went off the rails halfway through that the first yeah. season. But really, Iron Fist was still. like the biggest flop out of all of them, and I, I really wish they would have kept some of that around because it was it was good shit. There, we could have seen some really good stuff over there. That they're gonna get uh, what's his name, Charlie, the guy who played Daredevil, Charlie something or other. Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. Uh, that doesn't sound right. Charlie something. Who they got? That guy, the Daredevil guy. Uh, <laughs> there's actually talk of bringing him back to play Daredevil in Spider-Man Three. That'd be great. Spider-Man and Daredevil have such good yeah. banter, such good back and forth. I could, and you know, they're they're New Yorkers. They're they're in their own neighborhoods of New York. That's their role yeah. as superheroes. So. Watching them collaborate is always a joy, and I really hope they do that. Plus, Vincent D'Onofrio was fantastic as Kingpin. Fucking he amazing. Nailed that. He nailed he it. He really yeah. did a fantastic job. Man, did just, you guys hear that uh, Seth MacFarlane is uh, talking about a new Spawn? I did. Yeah, that's interesting. He's been, he's been like talking HBO, about that, right? Yeah, uh, it, I think it is going to be an HBO thing, and he's been talking about that one for a while, and he's looking at making it very rated R. And not in a goofy way, like they kind of got with the original Spawn movie. He he was, I remember reading about this about a year ago, and he was like, I'm going to make the Spawn movie I always wanted to make. And that makes me super excited because he is a major Spawn fan. Yeah, I'm into that. So yeah, don't watch Inhumans. It's poop. It's way poop. Well, that about wraps it up, I think, for today. Um, don't forget to check out our website. Three guys, one up. That's number three, number one. Uh, check out our Discord. Link is in the show notes. Come talk to us. Tell us why we're wrong. Give us some movies to recommend. Uh, just come have a chat. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Spencer underscore 3G one up. I'm at Jesus, H-E-Z-O-O-S, one up. I am at Spurgling. Don't forget to check out our other show, Three Guys, One Up, where we talk about video games, tech news, Last week we talked about building a computer. This week we talked about the Xbox announcement for sometimes we talk about X games. Some poop. Some poop. There's poop in every show we do. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's there. Don't forget to check out that. Um, Check out every. Check us out online. Uh, Follow us everywhere. We got a Facebook page. That's something you can give us a like. I don't know. I like. Does that get us anything? I don't like us. I don't like us either. Don't don't listen to this. So we got one out of three likes. Yeah, we'll get there. That's almost enough for it to sell ads. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to wrap it up. I'm out of things to say. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. We're going to have more movies. We're going to have more shows. We're going to have at least one more thing that's poop. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Adios. Adios.